You are listening to the Creative Minds Brilliant Life Podcast. Here, we talk about the creative process, inspiration, innovation, and how we can all live a more beautiful and abundant life, whether you consider yourself an artist or not, because life itself is a creative experience. I'm your host, Nicole Garropy, coming to you from a small island in the middle of the Caribbean Sea called St. Croix. I'm a jewelry designer, art gallery owner, former ballerina, and thriving artist. And I believe in living a more beautiful, connected, and intentional life through the experience of creativity. So let's get into today's episode. What would it look like in your life if you just turned your energy, your magic, and your power all the freaking way up? That is what I'm thinking about this week. It is a big energy week, and I'm super inspired and super fired up. And as has been my journey, I want to spend more time in this place. So this comes with me figuring out How do we spend more time in this place, in the wild, creative, inspired experience that we as creatives and artists love to be in? We know what this place feels like. This is the stuff. This is the magic. This is what life is all about, in my opinion. In today's solo episode, I'm diving into this a little bit more and sharing some of my personal experiences with creative burnout and what has led me on this journey of exploring the creative journey, the creative process, and what inspiration looks like and how we can spend more time in this state. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. So creative burnout is something that I talk about a lot because this is a huge part of my journey and sort of what I was, what I would say was like a rock bottom moment in my business for me. And, you know, I've heard people say, and I love this quote, I'm not sure who to attribute it to, but business problems are personal problems in disguise. And this is just so true. (laughs) The journey of being in business, whether you're a creative business owner, or I think all business owners are really creative. It really is like personal development work to the highest level. And what a great journey. And you know, when I talk about you, when I use a term like rock bottom, and creative burnout being a rock bottom moment in my business. I don't want to sound for a minute like I am not conscious of what rock bottom moments sort of bring up for a lot of people. And I am not, um, I am certainly not a person who is unfamiliar with the idea of rock bottom because I've hit many bottoms in my personal life that have really propelled my self-growth. So a bottom can be a gift. And, you know, bottom is really the language of, of addiction, but which a lot of people shy away from. But it's so true. And I think if we can just accept the experience without getting too hung up on the labels, there's there's great beauty in that. So creative burnout was a bit of a bottom for me. And that came after I closed my 
or probably during, and the reason that I closed my first jewelry business. And I'm often asked to talk about creative burnout when I'm interviewed on other podcasts for exactly that reason. That was a pivotal turning point in my life, in my career, and I've spent really the last seven years with the current business that I have trying to really look at how to avoid that space of creative burnout, how to do things differently so that I don't end up, you know, burning out for lack of a a better or different term and not being able to bring my creative gifts and my creative energy into the world. So this is something that's been coming up this week is the idea of big energy. And not just for me, a lot of other people that I know, because, you know, I am in a space where I am very often surrounded, even if not physically, by lots of brilliant creative minds. And as I always say, too, I just love that energy of people who are creative collaborating together, because when we work with other people, it's like amazing things come to life, bouncing ideas. We take the creative process. We take that feeling of inspiration, that big creative energy, and it's like multiplied. And that's just what we need in the world. We need more people who are fired up about what they are doing, whatever it is, really excited. It does not need to be creating art. You know, I think it's really easy to become passionate about the arts, music, painting, photography, jewelry, you know, whatever, writing, speaking, podcasting, whatever your creative medium and creative vehicles are, it's really easy to get excited about those things because they are fun, right? This is the good stuff in life. I mean, I'm also a little bit of a nerd, very much a left-brained creative. So I do, I enjoy a good spreadsheet. How crazy is that? I really like organization. But yes, it is probably a little easier for most people to get fired up about the more creative passions and the really cool stuff out there. So creative burnout, again, is something that it happens to the best of us, right? And with this idea of big energy that's really been coming up for me, and it makes me think about all of the people over the years that I have really admired and just loved them for their big visions, their big thinking. Because for such a long time, I was not able to do that for myself. And from the outside looking in, a lot of a lot of people might not think that I ever had an issue being a visionary or having big dreams or big goals or anything like that, but I really did. And I think a lot of us, for many people, this goes back to childhood. You know, we come into the world, these just abundant, brilliant, excited, energized beings who just see the possibility in everything. We see the fun in everything because we haven't been told that that doesn't exist yet. So the possibilities are just like endless for a child. And because society is what it is, we tend to have to conform. And so for most of us, someone in our life, someone in our lives has sort of told us we had to tone down 
that big creative energy. And it may not have come in words. It may have been, you know, it may have been in rules. It may have been in the constructs of school. It may be, you know, the way your household was run. It could have actually been in words, you know. We are just told that this is what we have to do. This is how things go. And many of us sort of lost the creative vision through that. And I know that there is a reason for society. There's a reason that we have rules and governments and all of these things. Could you imagine if we were all just out there running around doing whatever felt good to us? I mean, from the wild kind of creative visionary place, it almost feels like that's where we're supposed to be. (laughs) And if we take it up to the spiritual realm, you know, A lot of the Vedic astrologers are actually saying that, you know, what we're in right now spiritually is very much a time of things crumbling, systems changing and shifting on our planet. And that's why everything feels very intense right now. So it'll be interesting to see where we all fall. What a time to be alive. But that's a little bit of a sidebar. Maybe that is what's supposed to happen. We're all supposed to be running around just following our creative vision and our creative pursuits. But for now, we still live in the real world. So there are certain rules that we have to follow. We can do that and still be tapped in to the creative energy of of life, of our true calling, of our, our inspiration. And this is something that I've been really just looking at for so many years. And I bring myself back to this idea of creative energy. What do I want to bring into the world? What does this all look like? Because I am conscious, maybe not every single day of my life, but I attempt to be conscious of how to keep my creative business running, doing the things I need it to do, and still be enjoying the process, still be tapped in to that inspiration. You know, I consider inspiration to be a divine gift. So it is there. It is always there. But we as humans can end up blocking ourselves from that feeling and that channel of creative divine inspiration. And we do that because we get wrapped up in the other things. For me, that was very much getting wrapped up in running my business, which had to happen. But I was so obsessive about that part that I didn't allow myself the space to be in the creative flow. And so this week, you know, I've had some great experiences where I was just reminded of my big creative energy and that power. And I was reminded of times throughout my life when other people reflected to me that I was too much, that I was too big, that whatever I had going on just needed to be different. And as a kid, of course, I internalized that and did. I I changed things about myself. I, I knew that I had to maybe be a little bit more small in order to be loved, to be accepted. And these are, you know, this is what my little kid brain did. And it's not just in childhood. You know, I, I was remembering moments of my adult life where I've gone into other pursuits and had people who were really, really not damaging, but discouraging 
people who were really discouraging when maybe I was starting to find success in something or I had a natural talent for something. And for whatever reason, they were threatened by that. I had a very strong memory recently of this, and it, it kind of made me angry because at the time I just said, okay, maybe this thing isn't for me. You know what? That thing is for me. <laughs> I just didn't have the right teacher or guide at the time to, to bring me through that experience. But this it, it shows up in all of our lives. If we're living in the real world, quote unquote, real world, living in the world that we are living in today, there's probably somebody in your life who has, at some point, discouraged you, whether outwardly or in a slightly more, you know, veiled way. And this is really, it's really a sad thing, right? Because the best things in life are those feelings when we are just tapped in to that place of creative inspiration. And again, it doesn't need to be creating a thing. It's just that feeling of inspiration. It is like the best conversation. You know, if you've ever met somebody, whether it's, you know, somebody you're interested in dating or just a new friend, and you have those conversations where you could literally stay up all night and everything is like, oh my gosh, yes, oh my gosh, this. And it's all just so super exciting because it's all new, it's all fresh, you're vibing together, you're on the same wavelength. Like that's another example of being in that place of inspiration, of true alignment, you know, to use a, a buzzword, which I don't really like to use, but that's what's coming up right now. I love the word inspiration because that is the state, that is the ideal. And Again, I think as humans, we are all looking for it. This is what we look for in relationships, right? This is why artists create. We are just looking for that magic, that feeling. And the good news is that, you know, that really comes from within. This is an inside job. And it's very, very common for people to seek outside of themselves all the stuff that they think they need, you know? It's not about, I'm not a purse person. I'm also not a shoe person. I'm definitely a jewelry person. So it's, you know, it's not in the purses, the shoes, the jewelry. It's definitely not in that. And we hear that and we know that. But what is the feeling? You know, it's the feeling that we're going for. And when we learn that we don't need to get that feeling from uh, a purse or a pair of shoes or a piece of jewelry, but you should still buy jewelry, just saying. <laughs> When we, when we know that it's the feeling that we're looking for. And then the next step is knowing that we can recreate that for ourselves. I believe that for artists, it's maybe a little easier because we know what it's like to be tapped into that place of creative flow, creative inspiration, just that amazing state. But it's, it's found in so many moments in everyday life, you know, Share doing something like a random act of kindness. That's like a dopamine hit for both people involved, not just the person who's receiving the kind act, but the person who is on the other end and is actually doing the, the nice thing. There's so many ways that we can find ourselves 
in that creative state, in that place of being inspired, to give ourselves that feeling that we are really, really looking for. So back to big energy. The big energy is, you know, feeling our power when we are in that place. And I got to that place recently through a very intense breathwork session. I've been using breathwork in my life for the last five years, and it's such a powerful practice. And it's amazing because it, you know, it sort of drops you into a much deeper state where people who meditate can go really, really deep, but breathwork is like the next level and it really drops you into a very, very deep place. And I find so much incredible inspiration there. But what came up in this particular breathwork session for me was the big energy and that remembering of how big I really want to be and how I don't really care if people around me aren't into it. You know, as a kid, I had to be safe. Even as an adult, you know, some of the other people who have discouraged me along the way and no judgment to them. It was because of their stuff and their ideas of what life should be. And, you know, I'm in a place in my life right now where my circles are pretty small. I don't have a lot of people in my life. And I, you know, I really don't have a lot of people around me to give me their opinion on what I'm doing. And maybe that's a gift because it's making me just go really big without reflection from other people, which is generally a reflection on them, not a reflection on me. I'm also in a one of those seasons where I'm getting a lot of attention for the things that I'm doing. So it makes it a little easier to be in this place too. I think that's part of the vehicle that's been building this big dynamic energy is the external validation. That is something that I used to go for. And I've learned that that is fleeting and not something to be counted on. But in this situation, it definitely helps. Building that BDE, that big dynamic energy. So I'm just really finding myself exploring what this big energy looks like in my life and how big it can get. Like, what if there weren't limits? What can we actually create? And it's a really great place to be. Because again, creative minds, this is what this is what we want. This is the ultimate. And how do we spend more time in this place? Because this is truly the zone of genius. Takeaways from today's episode. Creative burnout is real. And if you're making a living from your art, from your passion, you're probably going to come up against this at some point. The journey of being in business as a creative entrepreneur, it's no joke. And it's intertwined with personal development at the highest level. Business problems are just personal problems in disguise. Creativity lives in that place where we are tapped into that inner child energy. Maybe somewhere, someone in your lifetime wanted you to tone it down. But as children, we are totally tapped into that place of magic, of inspiration, exploration, and the anything is possible mentality. And that is where we create from. Tapping into big energy. What does your big energy look like? What does it feel like? And what is the worst thing that could happen if you really dialed it all the way in? 
And actually, what's the best thing that could happen if you dialed it all the way in? Thank you for listening to today's creative conversation. I am so thrilled you are on this journey with me. If you haven't already, please subscribe to or follow this podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. And I would also love it if you would give the show a five-star rating and leave a written review. This helps me out so much. And if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Garraby. Let's stay connected because this journey is so much better together.